Open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 6. I just, I am, I am recapturing where we were last week, then I'm going to go on. The title of my message today is The Choice is Yours. The Choice is Yours. I mean, you know, everything in our life is really about choices. And there are choices that we get to make in life. And so, to recapture where we were last week, we started with the Beatitudes and looked at chapter 5 of Matthew and saw that there was a jumping off point. There was a foundation that was needed for us to operate into blessings. And so we said that in chapter 5, we're given the bare minimum, the bare minimum of, of getting there. It takes us to the place of blessing, gets us to the opportunity of blessing, and puts us in a place of, 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 of opening the doors. But it doesn't open the door for us. It simply gets us there. It's, it is the necessity to get you to the door. And then we went on and we said there are three acts that are listed in chapter 6 that tell us there are three things that are listed there, acts of righteousness or acts of grace, things that we can do. And those acts, when we, when we do those acts, we receive the benefit of blessing. And we can open up the, the doors of harvest to our lives. And I didn't get a chance to touch on those much, but if, if you look with me, in, in the, the first act is listed there in Matthew chapter 6, verse 2. And it says this, So when you give to the needy, don't announce it with trumpets, as the hypocrites do. And do it not in the synagogues, or, in the, or do it in the synagogues and the streets, to be honored of men. I tell you the truth, they receive their reward in full, but when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret. Then your Father, who sees in secret, will give, uh, will give openly to you as you give to the needy. A couple of things I want to say here is that, as I said earlier, this is simply telling us that we're not to do this boastfully or braggadociously. That God wants our giving to be a relationship between us and God, and then we do it as God leads us to do it. But, but to open the blessings of life to us, given to us by God, to do this, we first have chapter 5, which are the bare bones, the basics. Don't do this, don't do that. You know, the, the do's of do right. Uh, but then we go on to this and we see that we have this much clearer picture that says, now, if you'll do this. But I love this scripture because here's, you, you, you got to catch this. It says, so when you pray. Or when you, it says, so when you give, it doesn't say if. You notice that doesn't say if you give. It said, so when you give. This is an expectation that God has for us. This is an act that every Christian, every believer must have in their arsenal for blessings to be achieved in your life. You have to be a giver. So when you give, do not announce it with trumpets. When you give. It's not an if. There's no if there. There's only when. And so there are times when, but there's not an if. It is not a, a choice in the sense that you get to choose whether or not. If you want blessings in your life, it's a when. Look at somebody and say, when. When you give. Now you get to choose when. The choice is yours. Will you give? That, that's not the choice. The when is your choice. When you give is your choice. We're not to do it as a hypocrite. The word hypocrite there is the word play actor play actor or an actress we're not to be actors or play actors about this we're not to be when you see the word hypocrite it's somebody who acts out something that is not genuine we're not to be hypocrites in any of our involvement with God we're not play actors 
we're genuine. When we worship, it's genuine. When we praise, it's genuine. I'm very animated in my praise. Y'all know that. You watch me up here jumping and hopping and flipping and yelling and screaming and all that stuff. Listen to me. That isn't a game. I'm not acting. I am encouraging. I want you to join with me. And I am, I, it, may be, it may sometimes be over the top because, you know, if I don't go there, you ain't. We're not play actors. This isn't, shouldn't be a, a, a fake thing. It ought to be a real thing. It ought to be a real deal. And so when we give, so he says, when you give. Then there's a second act that God gives us that, that is an indication to us. And that second act is the act of prayer. We find that in... Uh, the fifth verse, he says, And when you pray, that thou be not like the play actors or hypocrites. And they love to pray standing in the synagogues, in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen and heard of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou prayest, enter in the closet, that thou may shut the door, pray to thy father in secret, that thy father who sees in secret shall openly reward thee. But when you pray, don't use vain reputations as the heathen do, for they shall be heard for many for their big speaking and so on and so forth. You know, there ain't nothing worse than going to eat with somebody. And you know, as a preacher, you get this. You'll go off to eat with me and say, well, you pray over the meal. About 30 minutes later, you get to and bless the food. I didn't ask you to pray over Uganda. Come on now. Take it right, I asked you to bless the food. Pray to the Father in Jesus' name. It ought to be like this. Dear Heavenly Father, bless this food. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> I don't need to hear the names of God. Thou great Jehovah. Who sees in heaven. And art El Shaddai and hath provided. Give me none of that. Let's pray. Get on with this. Food's getting cold. I don't know When I go to eat, I go to eat. That table gets quiet when I'm eating. You understand? What I mean? All you hear is smacking. <laughs> so when you pray, don't do all that. Don't be all acting and play acting. I mean, some people are so pious, you ask them, how you doing? Oh, heaven and earth has shined on me today. <laughs> no. Good will do, you know, good will do. Good, doing good, great. So we have a second act. The first one that opens blessing is giving. You can't get there without giving. The second one is praying. You've got to pray. F families have to pray. People have to pray. You need a prayer life. You need a church prayer life. You need to join your church family in prayer. But personally, you need a prayer life. I have a wonderful prayer life. I spend a lot of time in prayer. And prayer is praise and worship. It's, it's uh, agreement. It is many different things. And you ought to incorporate all of those things in your prayer life. And certainly praise and worship should be in your prayer life. Throughout your day, you ought to be worshiping God in your car. And, and when you come, the expressions of your week should show up in your Sunday. Sunday is not the only day we worship. Sunday is not the only day that we pray. Sunday is not the only day that we hear the word. 
Sunday is the day that we come together corporately to do those things. And we get a higher provision of those things. Because corporately we can do more. There's nothing that corporate worship does that you can do on your own. They're two separate things, but you've got to have both. You have to have personal time, and you have to have corporate time. And you can't have one without the other, and you shouldn't have the other without one. They should go together. You must have a personal reading time, a personal prayer time. And you say, well, how do I find that time? You make that time. You literally make that time. I, I tell you, I, I always read these. I know my kids are growing up, and Stephen is now almost 10. And uh, Brian now is eight, and Emily is four, and, you know, and all the cute things they do. And so, you know, uh, I, I have been, I purpose in my heart that I will tell them Bible stories at night. I told you this. I actually study for those Bible stories like I study for a message. And so I get ready, and I prepare. I even get jokes in there so that, so that I can put humor in there. And, I, and, you know, I have, you know, the blood spurting out of the ears of the guy that was ear cut off with a sword. And I was like, I got all crazy stuff, you know. Just, I make it come alive. The story comes living, you know. I mean, it's vivid, and they're in the story, and they're cheering, and they're jumping on the bed. Ah! You know, I mean, this is going on in my bed, right? <laughs> so the other night, I, I'm putting them down, and I'm, I'm this, Stephen says, Dad, can you tell us a story? And I had to do a rush job, you know. And so I sat down, I told the story, I, got, I told about Peter at the gate and how he got broken out of prison, the angel came and all that stuff. I was tired, you know, and I really didn't have a lot of time to prepare. <laughs> I got done and Stephen looks up and he says, Dad, I was okay, but it wasn't as good as the last one. <laughs> I said, son, you got to bear with me. That was a rush job, you know. That was a spare of the moment story. But you know what it makes me feel like that my son says, Dad, that wasn't quite as good as the last one. Then I take the time to prepare, because one day I know Stephen won't want me to come sit down in his bed and tell the story. I know one day he's like, Dad, do we got to yeah, tell a story? <laughs> My girlfriend's calling, hey, baby, I love you. You love me? Hey, sweetie. You hang up first. <laughs> get off the phone! <laughs> that day's coming. I want to get in there now. But they watch me every day. Like I said, I like to walk through my house and pray. Men, women, listen to me. Find these moments that you encourage them in God. I mean, some, some, I, 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 I tell you that, that godliness, the Bible says, exercise profits little. It means that there is a profit to it. There's profit. Some of your kids may end up being in the NFL or in the NBA or on a baseball team somewhere or doing something great in sports. But let it go with God. Make, it, make, it, make sure that it's with God and that their heart is filled with God. And when they get there, that they don't just get up and say, I want to thank the Almighty. Everybody says that. And then mom. I love my mom. I mean, I want to see them get up there and say, Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Have a, a, a real relationship. And not that they're in some woman's bed on Friday night playing on a game on Saturday and then standing up and claiming God. Real relationship with Jesus. Does anybody get this? And we can develop that as character in their lives. If you and I, moms and dads, will make those the priorities of their lives. Because their priorities are an act of righteousness. Let them see us give. You know, we need to take our children to the food line every once in a while and let them work it. We need to take our children with us somewhere sometime and let them give something to the poor. Sometimes we need to do this. We need to make sure that this is part of our lives so that they'll do it in their futures. We show them the way. Somebody say amen. There's a third act that's listed here in this same chapter, and that is the act of fasting. You don't know that fasting will change just about everything. Some things come not out but by prayer and fasting, the Bible says. How many of you, be real honest with me now, how many of you have ever fasted for God now? Not just because it was like, you know, March of Dimes or something. 
But for the Lord, you fasted before. All right, that's a pretty good percentage. If you put your hands down, how many of you have never fasted? There's a couple of you in the room, several of you. There's a benefit to fasting that does several benefits. One is, is that it changes you. I'll tell you, you get close to the Lord during a time of fast because you're supposed to pray while you fast. Even if it's one meal, even if it's one meal, take the meal off, don't eat, but go pray. And say, God, I'm sacrificing this meal just for you today because, or if it's a day or two days, the longest I've gone is I think about 20 days. I went one time 20. I've never gone any further than that. And today I probably only fast about three days. I've learned the importance of it. I live more of a fasted life. Right along I fast uh, during the day or I fast a meal or I fast a day. You know, and I fast constantly. So it's all along. And I've, I live a fasted life. So when there's a complicated moment that comes and I need real answers, well, it may go two or three days, but I usually get my answer within three days, two or three days. I don't have to fast 20 days. But I will tell you the day, the time that I did fast 20 days, I really had an experience with the Lord. I had a, a closeness with God and, 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 and a strength that came. I encourage you, you can break through a lot of things in your life simply by fasting. And so one of the greatest things you can do to accomplish the blessing in your life is to fast. Three acts of righteousness that God has given us that will bring blessings to us and open the doors of blessings are, number one, we give. Number two is that we pray. And then the third is that we fast. These are the things listed in Matthew chapter 6 that God says that will break through the blessings to us. Give, pray, and fast. And so they'll open these things up to us. Fasting is powerful and it makes all the difference. And uh, I want to add one more thing in there that I think is a good idea. And, and uh, according to the word of God is a necessity. In Matthew chapter 6 verse 9 it says, And this, when you pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive those our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And then it goes on and tells us, next it says, forgive you know, if there's one thing all of us struggle with, it's real forgiveness. Amen. And you know something the Bible says, if you don't forgive, he don't forgive. So you and I need to learn forgiveness. And I just wanted to add that in as part of uh, the thought process today. But I want to read a scripture to you going on into the thought for, for even more today. And I want you to go over with me to Deuteronomy chapter 28. And starting at the first verse... Now we know how to open us up to blessing. We know how to get the doors of blessing open to us. Let's look at this Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 1. I'm going to read it from uh, the Phillips translation. Listen to what it says. It says, if you fully obey, fully obey, say fully obey. Fully obey. And don't get caught up in my style of preaching today. I'm teaching today. You need teaching. He said, if you fully obey, that's not a partial haphazard sort of obey. This is a fully obey. That's depth of relationship. If you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully keep his commands that I'm giving you today, the Lord your God will set you on high above all the nations of the world. Now look at that. That we can be set above Set on high by God above all the nations of the world. What is he trying to say there? That blessings will come upon us. You see, in this scripture, if you look this up, you'd find out that when all these laws and things were given, that there were two mountains they were on and there was a valley in between. 
on one side, they would, they, there was a group of people on the other side. Judah would be on one side, Israel would be on the other. And they began to shout these things across to each other from the mountains so that it would ring out in the valley and across the plains. And they would hear these things. The, the mountains weren't very far. The hills weren't very far apart. But they, but they would shout across. And on one side, they'd shout out these blessings. And on the other side, they would shout out cursings. Well, we know that cursings from, for us are done away with and that God has given us blessings, that the blessings of Abraham may come upon us. He said, cursed is everyone that hangs upon a tree, that the blessings of God may come upon us. I'm blessed. Amen. You're blessed. Amen. Now, to receive those blessings and to walk in those blessings requires us to do some things. Just because I say I'm blessed doesn't mean that I'm walking in the blessing. No more than parking your car at the zoo makes it a tiger. Amen. And you understand what I'm talking about? And so, so here we are, we're looking at this scripture and it's telling us that if we fully obey the commands of the Lord, that God will cause us to be on high. That he will cause us. Now the blessings are spelled out in Deuteronomy 28. If you read that all the way to the 16th, chapter, 16th verse, you'd find out blessings upon blessings upon blessings upon blessings. What God wants to do with our lives and how he wants to pour into us and how we have the access to this pouring. And many of us are living paycheck to paycheck dollar to dollar, and looking to the world for the next opportunity to bless us so that we can get out of the dollar for dollar or paycheck to paycheck. If I can just get the next job, if I can get the next promotion, if I could just get the next deal, if I could, if I could marry the right person. Sometimes that works, I know. Never mind, that was a joke. But I like the word that it begins with and if you don't highlight anything else today, highlight this word. If. You see that word, if? That word is massive. That word is huge. That is a huge word. Because if means it's a choice. Blessings for us today and curses for us today or lack for us today are choices. They're not the devil's choice. And they're not the, God's choice because that's already decided. The choice is whether or not you and I will count on the world system, look to what we could do, how we could sway the thing or move it, or whether or not we will walk in what God says and trust that God will be our blesser. And so he says, if you'll obey his word fully, you're not forced to do it. No one forcing you to do it. You don't have to do it if you don't want to do it. No one wants to embrace lack. I don't think there's anybody in this room that wants to embrace lack today. There's not a person here. Everyone wants to walk in blessing. And from the old covenant to the new covenant, the choice is still yours. From the very beginning of time until now, the choice is yours. The garden is the example. The choice was hers and his. God placed in that garden in choice. And if... And, if we want the will of God, we have to do something to get the will of God. God's way or the world's way of doing things or doing business is our choice. And when it comes to receiving or not receiving from God, the choice is yours. Favor, blessing, greatness, and prosperity, they are your choice. And they are a destination. I want you to understand that those things are a destination. We say someone has arrived. Have you ever heard anybody say that? They arrived. Because those things, blessing, favor, prosperity, they are a destination. And when somebody is blessed, they are at a destination. You've gotten to a season or a place in your life called blessed or prosperous. It's a place. 
Now the opposite is true. You can live in a place of lack. And that's also a place. William Bryan wrote this. I love this. This is a great quote. He said, destination is no matter of chance, nor is it a matter of luck. It is a choice. It's a matter of choice. It is not a thing to be waited for. It is a thing to be achieved. There's a destination God wants us to achieve. Your destiny, your greatness, your anointing, everything that you want is waiting for you. It is a destination. And that destination is not a matter of chance. It's not a matter of luck. It is a matter of choice. You can choose to be there. We've gotten to the point in the church where what we want to do is we have some type of magical experience. Somebody lay hands on me and get this blessing on me. Somebody lay hands on me and get the lack off of me. The choice is yours. And you don't need somebody to lay hands on you. You need to walk in the word of God. Amen. Somebody say amen. amen. You know, blessing for us, when you think about this, how many of you went to work this week? I'm almost done. Just hang with me for a few more minutes. But I want you to think about how God has already told me that blessings are mine. I'm going to read Deuteronomy to you, and then we're going to talk about how God wants us to live. And then we're going to be gone. But, but when you went to work this week, if you complied with everything at the job and complied with your boss, you weren't a struggle, you showed up, did your job, you were on time, you, you did what they asked you to do. Did you expect a paycheck at the end of the week? I, I'm going to tell you, if you did that, you were demanding. How many of you would have said, no big deal, don't give me a check, I'm not, I just did it. <laughs> Didn't expect anything. Now let me ask you a question. If God said, I just read it to you, and he said, if you obey or you comply with my commands, then why would we expect that a God who is not a man that he should lie would not operate at a higher level of integrity than the very job that you go to and have trust in? Now, if that's not one of the best statements you've ever heard me say, you ought to pick that up. You know, you're not counting on me. You're not counting on your job. You're counting on God. And if I can have the trust in my job that every day when I go in, they're going to give me a paycheck, you wouldn't keep working at the same place that you're working at if they didn't pay you. You couldn't live like that. You couldn't just keep going every day and not get nothing. Come on now. You wouldn't do it. I'll tell you right now. Then we go to God as if God who's told us and, and expressed to us all these things that we're blessed and yet we always come with, un, with, without la, with a lack of expectation. We don't expect to receive anything from him. And then when we don't get anything, we're like, oh, it's all right. God doesn't want us to be like that. God doesn't want us to be okay with nothing. He wants us to experience his goodness and his gladness and his blessing. And we are to have an expectation of blessing. Amen. We're to have an expectation. Proverbs tells us this. Proverbs 14. There is a way which seems right unto a man and appears straight before him, but the end is a way of death. See, the world's way is not going to get you there. There are people that have made it the world's way and we say they've reached their destination and yet they're jumping out of windows, shooting themselves in the head, full of drugs. Who was the actor that just died in that hotel in New York? He was at the top of his game, they said. Well, if that's the top of the game, I don't want it. 
But that's the world system. It's a struggle. God is not a struggle. You don't have to struggle with God's blessing. Blessings from God come as the Word of God. As we obey God's Word, blessings come. And we're to expect those from God. We're to demand those from heaven. We're to demand our blessing. We're to demand the receipts of heaven to our life. How do we demand those things? How do we do it? Galatians 6, 7 through 9 tells us this. Be not deceived. That means don't convince yourself. Don't deceive yourselves. We can't understand God or outsmart God. We need blessing. And how do we get it? He says, God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, that shall he also reap. For he that sows to his flesh shall reap of his flesh. And he that sows to his spirit shall reap of his spirit everlasting. Let's not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we'll reap. There is a release of God. And there's a way to release God's blessings into our life. And it is by compliance to the Word of God. I tell you now, if you're not experiencing God's blessings, then work on your compliance. (laughs) Work on your compliance. What am I talking about? Go back to Matthew chapter 6 and say, when's the last time I fasted for my breakthrough? When is the last time I, I mean, I mean, you know, I ask you to worship for a few minutes, and I know we're getting up on time here, but I ask you for, 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 you know, if we could come in and worship a little quicker, we would already be gone. I had to take 20 minutes just to get you off to the point I could preach to you. Listen, I'm not into the one in the ear and out the other. Your spirit has to be prepared for the things of God. And it's not about style. I could get up here and run up and down and jump and shout. I could have made this into a preaching message. But I didn't want to do that. I want this to be something that's going to instill a discipline inside of you to say, wait a minute, let me check this thing up. Is it really another job that I need? Do I really need a, a pay raise? You know, I've paid off more bills by, by disciplining my finances than ever getting a raise. I mean, if you do away with one more Big Mac... Y'all can tell I've had a few Big Macs. You know what I'm I'm trying to get through to you and convey to you that that, that there there are alternates. There are ways. And the alternate for our best success is God's plan. And And when I talk about giving, what about our compliance in this area? Here's the thing. I go to people sometimes and say, well, I just don't have it to give, Pastor. I just really, I just don't, I just don't. And, I, and there are people that don't, maybe don't have a job, they don't fixed incomes, and all these kinds of things. They, I would suggest you can find a way to give. You can find a way to give. I'll give you an example, because you, you, people will come in and they'll tell you that there's no way they could do it, there's just absolutely no way. And what I've come to realize is that we have selective, selective things, that we do selectively, selective decisions that we make. If I, and that same person that would tell me I can't do it, there's just no way, if their son got arrested on Friday night and got put in jail and was on $5,000 bond. I noticed he was out the next day. Somehow they were able to come up with the money for the bond. I mean, ain't nobody in here do it without cable. Come on, in that premium package, baby. I got to have my movie channels. And that, I mean, football's coming up. I got to have my NFL network. But I just can't give to God. No, we've selected not to. We have prioritized God at a different level. And so we've come in and said, well, I can just just halfway obey God. I can just sort of obey God. I can give to convenience. I can sow to convenience. 
I mean, God wants something, but, you know, because we humanize it. And we say, well, God's not like men. See, He don't really hold us to that standard. God knows. God understands my condition. And He's going to bless me no matter what. Now, I know my tithe should be 100, but I'm only going to give 50 this week. Because, you know, God, God knows. God understands. Now, why would we think that the laws of our job or the laws of our nation or the laws of life you throw an apple up in the air, it's coming back down. It's going to hit the ground. That's called the law of gravity. Why would we as Christians believe that we don't have to operate in the laws of God and yet have all the blessing? Oh, that's a good teaching right there. No, we want to make God into a, we want to humanize God into some type of, 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 of a, a, such a forgiving. No, when God establishes his words and establishes commandments and establishes way of doing things and says, this is how you open the doors of blessing. This is how you receive from me. This is how I break through the challenge. This is how you receive the blessing. There's no other way to get there. You, you can't not do that and get the blessing. <laughs> you're not going to not fast not pray and not give and be blessed when you pray when you give and when you fast let, 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 listen 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 to this now just get this let me read it to you again I read it to you earlier Deuteronomy here it is you ready if you will fully obey. If you will fully obey. Now, I didn't write this. God wrote this. If you will fully obey the Lord your God and carefully follow his commands that are given, the Lord your God will set you on high. And all these blessings, it goes on to say, and all these blessings shall follow you. God gives opportunities for you to get through. Romans tells us that all things work together for the good. Philippians tells us that there's fruit that abounds to our account. And so listen, listen Deuteronomy. Let's read this last little bit of Deuteronomy chapter 28, and then we got to go. If you listen to these commands of the Lord your God that I am giving you today, and if you carefully obey them, the Lord will make you the head. All right, let me go back. Let me read it to you again. Highlight the word if. You see, I, I, I quote this. I say, just say this with me. I'm the head. Go ahead and you can say it with me. I'm the head. I'm not the tail. I'm above. Not beneath. I'm over and not under. Now say this with me. If. I know you might not like the if, because everybody wants to come in, like I said, and make God into this, oh, he understands. But if laws are established and God created rules to the game, without compliance to those things, just like your job where you would be fired, your blessings have been fired. <laughs> And that's where somebody needs to look at their life. See, it's not about faith sometimes. I know that in the past people criticized the faith message because they said people would say, well, you don't have enough faith. Well, that's a bunch of bogus. Nobody could say that faith alone is the key because there's something that goes along with that faith without works is dead. I said that last week. 
And so this is a compliance issue. There are compliances to the standards that God has. If you listen to these commands of the Lord your God that I'm giving you today, and if you carefully obey them, then the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. And you will always be on top. That's the place where I'm going. That's the destination that God wants you and I in. And compliance to the Word of God. Check up. Check up your life and say, you're right, Pastor, I haven't been praying like I should. You're right, Pastor, I haven't been putting the Word into me like I should. You're right, Pastor, my praise and worship is deficit. I need to be better at that. I need to come in because he inhabits the praises of his people. Oh, you're right, Pastor, I haven't fasted. You know, it's been months and years since I've fasted. Oh, Lord, you ought to I'd look at it and say, you know, that's what's wrong. This is what's wrong. And then maybe there's some of you in here that you haven't even gotten to the door of opportunity. You haven't even lived in, 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 in Matthew chapter 5. You haven't even decided to get out of the bed of somebody that's not your wife. Oh, Lord. And then you want to say, well, God understands. No, God doesn't understand. He set it up. He said, get out of their bed. Amen. See, if you're not going to comply with tithing, if you're not going to comply with being led by the Spirit to give, if you can't be woken up, somebody got up and prayed for me at 3 a.m. in the morning. Somebody got up and broke me through a challenge. They complied. They obeyed. I believe on the other end. He said, pray that you may pray for others that you may be healed. Somewhere they received a blessing by praying for me. What do you, why would you expect any difference? Why, why would you think that your house wouldn't sell? Why do you think that the job's not coming through? Why do you think that the, 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 the situations and challenges remain as they were and you're still struggling? Then look at it and say, baby, it's not a faith issue. I've been claiming it and claiming it and claiming it and claiming it and claiming it. But you know something? Claiming it without doing something ain't going to do a lot. Stop and say, okay, Lord, reveal to me how I can open these doors to live on top. Somebody say amen.